All right. Sorry about that. All right, so much more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We are back again. And we are um, doing our first podcast in a while. Oh, there we go. We are, sorry, we're having some difficulties here. Why? What are the difficulties? I don't know. I love live TV. What? Lay down. Now. Knock it off. Yeah. All right. I hope you can hear me now. Um, there we go. All right. So I'm going to. All right. Seed War family, Seed Warrior, thank you for joining us tonight, wherever you are, wherever you may be, and whenever you are. Thank you for joining us. I know. It's been a long time since I said the introduction. Yes, welcome to the Singapore Radio. I'm This is Matthew with the Sky and our co and our producer pup AJ and our co producer pup PJ. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Seed Warriors and Seed War family. Wherever you may be, whatever you are, thank you for joining us. There we go. We got the introduction out of the way. I know. That's because I haven't done it in a while. Yes, we are raw, live, and uncut. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yes, let's go ahead and start the prayer. Let me take my hat off here. Father God, thank you so very much for giving us your word written down in these pages, your very word that is spoken from your mouth, Father. We ask, Father, that you would give me your word. Give me what to say. And I ask that you would just allow me to speak your words and not my words, Father. Father, we ask that you would open up the ears, heart, minds of everybody listening, that they would be able to get something out of us. And we ask, Father, that you would just bring whomever you want to bring on him that needs to learn, that needs to hear your voice, and that needs to just listen. Father. Father, we ask this in Yeshua's most mightiest and holiest name. Amen. Amen. All right. So this last Sunday I did a um, sermon and it was um, 
It was uh, titled White Doctrine Matters. Um, so I'm going to be doing it again. It's going to be slightly different from what I did before. And, uh, well, no, well, you just wanted to do it for the podcast too, because well, yeah. it was really good for our church. So it's a good thing to get it out there on our podcast so God can send this out to anybody who needs to hear it when they need it. Right. And there are other countries that need to remember how important the Bible is, the way the Bible is, not adding anything to it. Or detracting. Yeah. Or making up stuff. Yeah, exactly. Let's just stick to the Bible. Um, for all those who are listening in, for all those who will be coming in, I am wearing my Dr. Matters hat. I am also wearing my shirt that says, the Bible's right, you are wrong, which and is the truth. Get all those I got those from... Uh, Missionary Spencer Smith. And you can find him on YouTube under Spencer Smith. And you definitely want to check out the Third Adam series he's got going on. Oh, yes. Third Adam's one through three. And he's getting a fourth one out right now. And also, um, our church does have a, um, a Facebook page, which you can go to. It's called Victory in Jesus Fellowship, Brent Carlson. And uh, he teaches the Bible every Sunday uh, by going through whole books of the Bible, chapter by chapter, every verse by verse, every Sunday. It's great teaching. And right now we're in Job, except for last Sunday. We were in Timothy. Yeah, well, first and second Timothy. But uh, for those who are joining in, we are um, we're going to be going through Second Timothy three to start out with. And then we're going to go to First Timothy four one through eleven, and to end with, we're going to go to Second Timothy two fifteen. And I believe that's exactly what I needed. Yes, that's right. And also during this podcast, if anybody needs prayer at all, please put your prayer request in the podcast or there on Facebook Live, and we will pray for you. But, um, You know, we ask that. Uh, keep in mind that we will make mistakes. As someone put it one time, you guys can't, shouldn't be preaching because you're sounding too redneck. I'm like, wow. You realize that the um, disciples, when Jesus picked them up, they were all rednecks. Big time. Well, I would say just to check us out what we say. Look it up in your Bible and check out what we're saying and make sure we're telling the truth and we're going by the Bible. The only way you can test the teachers is by looking it up yourself. And if we're wrong and you found something we did wrong, you are more than happy to tell us. 
we will go and look it up ourselves and they will admit it for wrong. Exactly. You know, the Bible says experience. You know, and that's one of the great things people do not do anymore. They just listen to a preacher and they go, well, he's a preacher. He must be a man of blood. So listen to him, or Peter, you know. Let's just get on touch the anointed. You know, um, most of these preachers are not anointed. Well, they are anointed of Satan, but they're not anointed of God. And anyways, you don't ever see, don't test thy anointed, my anointed in the New Testament. You see it in the Old Testament where David says that about King Saul. Yes. And that was because King Saul was anointed by Samuel to become king when God told him to do it. Amen. You know, and plus, that was a physical touch he was talking about. Right. Not the kind of spiritual touch we like to do. That <laughs> kind of sounded weird, but yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Many people who know me know who why I, I just speak it. I just speak it. But um, yeah, you know, the Bible says that we are to, you know, shine a light in the darkness. We are to uh, expose those who are teaching bad doctrine. We're supposed to expose the heretics. The bot. People always say, why do you say this over and over again? You're, you're beating a dead horse. We all know about the bad preachers. We all know about the gospel, the money hungry, whatever that preaching is. But the reason is, is if you look in the Bible, how many times did God over and over again say stuff? Because it seems like it's us, us humans can't get it through our head. We're not supposed to do certain things. We're not supposed to read certain things. But we keep doing it over and over again. We keep messing up the Bible. We keep preaching about the, what is that called? Uh, prosperity gospel. Yeah. But the people that are out there, and I know who you are, that are fighting to get the word out there to people to stop doing this, good for you. Keep doing it. We're not beating a dead horse. We're trying to get it through your thick skulls. And if you don't change, if you don't knock it off, you're not going to make it to heaven. You need to do what the Bible says. Period. God left it for us so that we can get our lives together through it before he comes back or before we go into that long sleep. But some people don't seem to get it. They're not getting it. They're not getting what the Bible is saying. And if you don't get it, then ask somebody who is a true teacher to help you get it. But if you don't, then this is why we constantly are doing this. We're not beating a dead horse. We're beating a dead person because they're done. They just don't get it in their brain how important the Bible is. I'm just tired of hearing that. I even heard that from one of our friends. Well, you're just beating a dead horse. No, we're not. You know, you may be eating a dead horse for those who hear it all the time. But what about those who don't hear? Mm -hmm. Do we just stop speaking about it because there are other people speaking about it? When the Lord gives me something to say, I am going to say it. I am not going to, well, I shouldn't say it because there's other people saying it. Because what if there is one person, one person, there only needs to be one person that needs to hear this. And they change their lives because of it. And that's enough to keep doing it. I am not going to keep shut. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut because of that. I mean, you know, she said, 
Why does God keep on repeating things? Well, hello. You take a look at from Genesis to, um, I, and we're just, I'm just going to talk about uh, the Old Testament from Genesis to, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember what the very last book in uh, uh, the Old Testament. But um, I, I will get it here soon. That's why we're human. Exactly. We forget. We. But that's why you go and look it up, like you're doing. You're opening the Bible and you're looking it up. And you're going to find out what that one. But from uh, Genesis to. Wow, it's got a bunch of stuff here. I think it's Zechariah, but I could be wrong. Let's look this. Let's look this up. Well, you I start correct. Oh, Malachi. Genesis. Malachi. Take a look at how many times Israel. They were a bunch of idiots, and they kept on going back and worshiping the same gods. They kept on turning their backs to God. Going back to him, turning their backs, going back to him, turning their backs, going back They're to still him. still doing that today, too. You know? I mean, yeah. we're no different. No, we're a we bunch of idiots. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, there, there are things in my life that I'm consistently, oh, Lord, I am so sorry I did that. Why did I do that? Now I've got to go to this person and apologize to them because I'm an idiot. Because I sinned against God and I sinned against this person. Yeah. It's a it's a work in progress every day, but like God says, every single day that you wake up is a new day to start your day and try to do it right. As long as we have air in our lungs and we can ask for forgiveness and keep trying every day to get closer to where God wants us. Exactly. Don't give up. Finish race. I, say so. I mean, there's many of you who have been with us from the beginning, and uh, well, you guys are glutton and punishment, ain't you? <laughs> and you guys have seen how much you know has changed. We have taken out a lot, a lot of false doctrine that we started out with when we, you know, ever since when we started growing in Christ, we started, you know, figuring these things out. Oh, before I go on, I forgot that I had a thought that I wanted to go to. You know, you if you ever want to find out, you know, what is what on doctrine and find out good doctrine, I would suggest you go to YouTube and watch Missionary Spencer Smith. Or actually, it's not Missionary Spencer Smith. It's Spencer Smith. Spencer Smith. Uh, that's I, his I YouTube like page. Adam exactly. He's got a new one coming out. Here. Yeah, he has three... Uh, Third Adam documentary is really good. Um, oh, the first yeah. one is what uh, got us looking into someone we were listening to, Andrew Woolmack. Mm -hmm. And he's a really bad, false, heretical teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that right now. Do and we not fell listen for to him. him. Exactly. For like a couple of years, we fell for that. You know, and what's crazy, crazy, what's crazy is he would sit there and say, I have never sinned in my life. I've not smoked. I've not drank. I've not cursed. I've never, I've never sinned in my life. Well, my Bible says, for we, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. So for a person to say, I have never sinned, that makes him a liar. Yep. And anyone who says that does not have God in them. 
Uh, and the wrong months, just one of the bad ones, unfortunately. Oh, and I boy. was really sad because I really yeah. liked him. It really, really devastated me when I found out that he was a false teacher. That broke my heart. But I pray for him. I have never stopped praying for him. I still pray for him to this day. And he will see the light and mm. see his ways change. Will he? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know anybody's part. We don't know what happens to him after they leave here. We don't know what they did just before it was all over. All I can say is, like God says, as long as you have air in your lungs, you can ask for forgiveness and keep trying. Yep. Can you hand me a pen, please? I need to write something down real quick. I just had a thought. So someday, okay, what my wife and I are going to do is we are going to, we're going to go through and we're going to write down those people that expose these heresies. Have we done a podcast about that? Nope. nope. Mm-hmm. We've done nope. a lot of podcasts. I guess we haven't done that yet. Exactly. So um, I think Mr. Smith, on some of our podcasts, we put Mr. Smith up. I think he's covered a few of those. <laughs> yes. Uh, There's another good one on um, YouTube called The Messed Up Church. And they get deep into the people that are bad preachers. And they have some really good stuff, too. And they're good at teaching. Exactly. You know, there are some preachers I absolutely, totally will not listen to. There are some, you know, I, I listen to preachers from different denominations. There are some that have really, really good, solid beliefs. And then there are some beliefs they have that I don't believe, but it's not, what what did Spencer Smith say? Um, It's not something I would shut them down about. You just respect, you disagree with them. Right, right. And we can do that as, as people. We can respectfully, people and Christians, we can respectfully disagree with someone. We don't always have to agree with them. But we need to do it respectfully. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, what I don't like is when someone starts doing a teaching and they go, they they totally go off the Bible. I mean, you're you're doing really good, you're reading out of the Bible, and then all of a sudden you get sidetracked or you get on a rabbit trail, as I call them rabbits bouncing everywhere and the next thing you know it's an hour service and you don't even know what he was talking about in the first place because he got sidetracked oh uh finish my thought sorry um but so but i'm going to say as we say with us open your bible and check and see if we're in line with the word of god and do this with these people also everybody you know, because there are some things I don't agree with with everybody. You know, I, I would have to say, you know, Spencer Smith is probably, you know, number one on my list. There's a few things I don't agree and, with. Yeah, there, about. there's like a few the things. Pineapple on the pizza. Exactly. I love pineapple on pizza. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in that. But what is it you usually call it about the Bible, biblical teaching before leaving? Is that? Biblical that? teach a uh, biblical instruction to be before leaving earth. That's, that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible is. Exactly. Um, I'd also I'd also say I would go ahead and uh, go to um, 
of Victory and Jesus Fellowship, Brent Carlson. You'd have to put all of that down on YouTube. That's our past. And he's very, he's very good. good on biblical teaching. He likes that because he reads the Bible chapter, line. I mean, he goes through the whole Bible. He he reads that chapter. If we're doing chapter seven, he reads that whole chapter. Then he goes back and discusses it with us so that we understand what that chapter was. And I like that. That's teaching. That's explaining the Bible to he us. He does very good preaching. He very well does. More people should let the Bible speak for their sermon instead of all of the tricks that they do to itch the ears. There's a little bit too much of bringing themselves into the Bible. I, I understand. Like in here, well, I'm going to give an example of, I mean, you guys know I give examples of us all the time, but we don't try to turn the Bible to, to what it is into, hey, look at us, you know, an I thing. Mm. Um, okay. So, not jibber jabbery. All teach. right, we're Patty Kathy. Teach my husband. All teach. right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a um, something that C. H. Spurgeon said. And C. H. Spurgeon is someone that man, I wish I could, I could have heard his teaching, but he was in the 1800s, so you know it'd be kind of hard. But uh, he was very very wise man. Spurgeon said, C.H. Spurgeon said, if you don't understand a book by its departed writer, you are unable to ask him his meaning. But the Spirit, who inspired Holy Scripture, lives in us forever, and he delights to open up the word to those who seek his instruction. So let's go ahead and... Um, Oh, whoops. That's why I love live. <laughs> because we can just show all of our metrics. Yep. It's because we haven't been on such a long time. we got to make a lot of mistakes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get a little bit of hydration real quick, and then we'll go ahead and get into the word. Amen. All right, so we're going to start out with Second uh, Timothy 3, the whole chapter, 1 through 17. This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despiser of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with adverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as 
Janus and Yambres withstood Moses. So do these who resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further. Their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Amen. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine reproof for for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Wow. If that ain't the truth, I don't know what is. That's God's word. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, go through these scriptures again. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despiser of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. That sounds like today. Yeah, exactly. You know, the last days did begin with the ascension of Christ, and it will end in Christ's return to work to set up his kingdom. The prediction of perilous times indicates apostasy will characterize the final days of the church age. And holy moly, there is so much apostasy out there, you can swim through it. Exactly. I mean, it's getting so deep that we literally need scuba gear or we need to find a boat just so we can float above it and not drown in it. It's getting crazy out there. Remember that um remember that song that we were told about row row your boat? Oh yeah. Row 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 your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. That is a boat about someone told us that that song was actually 
a Christian song about being in the boat, not getting out. And you're like picking up people along the way. Do you remember that? Yes. We learned that from um, one teacher we used to listen to. But that actually was a song. That was a Christian song about being in the boat with Jesus. And as you barely go down the river, you're picking up souls along the way. I don't know. I can't explain it like he did, but he explained it in an amazing way. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Now, a form of godliness. A form of godliness is mere religion without powerful, without power or a spiritual life. You took you take a look at these people out there. They've got all of these, uh, what would you call it? Um, Wicked ideas? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm thinking of. What I'm thinking of is they've got they've got showmen. Hmm. They've got all these nice little uh, baubles that are around them. Uh, little pretty things that'll attract people to them. They've got you know, you know the glittery the glitter the gold uh, you know big music the things that people are going ooh hey we got to go there people and then they pastors yeah i'm talking about people who have no form of godliness they have a form of godliness but it is without power it is without um without being a, a having a spiritual life Joel Osteen. Yes, Joel Osteen. Mr. Smiley. That's what I call him. You know, people like him, all smiles, all showy, glamour, hey, glitz. You know, look at us. We're doing great. Life is wonderful. Well, Christ never said that. Walking the Christian life, following him, is going to be wonderful. It is going to be perilous. But we will get to that. Now, Augustine had said, we do not think he meant in this passage, as he uses verbs in the present tense for the future, because in fact he was warning his correspondent to avoid these persons. He was warning Timothy. Avoid these people. Don't go near them. You know, there's a saying, birds of a feather flock together. You will be known by who you hang out with. Corruption corrupts. Anybody who is doing is going to get corrupted too. But yet he had a purpose in saying, in the last time shall come dangerous days. He demonstrates that the time will be dangerous by prophesying that evil men will become more and more numerous as the end draws near. They are already numerous at present, but does that signify if they will be even more numerous after us and most numerous of all when the end itself is imminent, although it is not known how far off it is? Indeed, those last days were spoken of even in the first days of the apostles when the Lord's ascension into heaven was a recent happening. 
So were the last days even then? How much more now is this so? Even if there remain as many days to the end as having already passed from the ascension of our Lord to this day, or even if there remained as many more or less days to come. Augustine had said that in 80, somewhere in the uh, mid to late 80s, 300s to 8430. <laughs> How much more true is this about our own time now? You just need to take us, we've said before, like take a look at the prosperity preachers, the new apostolic reformation, all those that mix new age with biblical teaching. It's nuts. Mm. You know, it's like, um, what was that thing uh, Andrew Womack taught? Spirit, body, Spirit, and soul. body, and soul. We ran into this thing, oh my goodness. It's it was a um it was a show a on video Christian Video Vault on YouTube. He's got some really good teaching shows. So basically, they were showing what these new age were bringing into the school systems in the late sixties, early seventies. And when he started talking about that, it was I'm not kidding you. It was if I put Andrew Womack's voice on what he was saying, I would have thought I would have heard Andrew Womack teaching that. Yeah. It was the exact same thing. The exact same thing. So Andrew Womack basically tore that from the New Age and put it in to a biblical setting. Just, oh man, that is so, so wrong. The Bible doesn't teach anything like that. And then he uses a, a smattering of verses here and there that he was able to twist to make it sound like it was a biblical teaching. You know, these are the things we're talking about. Doctrine matters. Doctrine matters, people. Exactly. For of this sort are they that creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, Yannis and Yambres withstood Moses. So do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Paul commanded Timothy to turn away from these false teachers who prey upon silly women laden with sins, who are susceptible to false teachers. All right, men, I'm going to talk to you now. Uh oh. Number one. If you are a married man, you are to be a spiritual leader in your household. It goes, Jesus, man, wife, then children. That is the order of things. The man is supposed to be the head of the household. Why is that? 
If we go to Genesis, we will find out when Eve partook of the fruit, she was the one deceived, not Adam. The Bible does not say Adam was deceived. It says Eve was deceived. She was basically deceived with um, silly and vain thoughts. How? You will be like the gods. You will know everything. You will know you know, the difference between evil and good. Ooh, that sounded good. Oh, boy, happy. Let's eat this fruit. She takes a bite of it. Adam comes along. She tells Adam. Adam knew better. Adam should have said, no. That is not the way we do things. But what did he do? And I believe he did it because, you know, he thought, and this is my speculation, don't take that as this as you know gospel, but what I think happened was Adam was like, you know what, I can't live without her. God said we're going to die if we partake of this tree. Huh. All right, if he's going to go, I'm going to go, and so he ate of it. Then sin and sin entered the world. Now, we are charged to be spiritual heads of the house. Not a spiritual house, the spiritual house. We are to be the ones who lead the family in the spirituality of the house, in the godliness of the house. Do you? Who wears the spiritual pants in the family? Do you or does your wife? Many people will get, get mad about that, don't they? They give up. Oh, how dare you? You're putting a no, no, I'm not. If you follow the Lord and you believe exactly what he says, it says it right in here, people. If you get a version that is not written by one of these heretics, hello, says it right in here, says it right in there. Look it up for yourselves, men. You need to get, sorry, I put this down, but you need to get in this word. You need to be delving in it continually. You need to be eating it up like it's your favorite meal. There's a saying, one week without the Bible makes one week. And we're talking about W-E-A-K. It makes one week. Why do you think? We have so many churches that are in turmoil right now because the men are clueless. Spiritually, they're not men. They're children. They're not taking their spiritual responsibility. Thank you. Spiritual responsibility to heart. So they put it on the wife. What, what, let, let me repeat. What does it say? Um, lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. And here in lust, I don't think it means, you know, sexual lust. Lust can mean many things, like lust for food, lust for objects oh spiritual things that we should not follow 
why do you think why do you think there are so many problems with with um and i'm gonna probably get flack about this but i don't care because paul even says that we should not teach men but women pastors huh because their men aren't men their their husbands aren't men they are being led by god they are not getting into the bible they're not reading what is doctrinal they're making up their own things they're letting their women wear the pants of the family now trust me my wife and i i'm the spiritual head of the household but my wife and i we have a great relationship we talk about everything we share everything with each other in fact let me tell you something it was my wife that led me to the belief that women should not be pastors through the bible of course isn't that crazy how that works out i think it is pretty crazy isn't it men we are charged still in the word of god so this cannot happen we are to be men of god not men who are lost not men who cannot make a godly decision because we do not know who god is let's go on we are to be ever learning well they are ever i'm sorry they are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth um that's happening today yeah they're they're learning all these things but the truth they're not coming to the truth of god because they're learning the wrong things bad things evil things the things that god says we ought not to learn what does uh uh the lord say in the bible it says to run from evil it doesn't say i rebuke you in the name of jesus now you gotta leave you gotta leave now i'm more powerful than you are no we are not powerful we are nothing that's why the bible says we are to flee run away don't have anything to do with if you have a bear coming after you what are you gonna you're gonna flee you have something that's going to kill you coming after you and you cannot kill it first you are going to flee why do you think the bible says flee from sin can you imagine someone standing there going i rebuke you bear i rebuke you bear in the name of jesus I rebuke you, bear. well that's another thing that's another thing i'm going to go on a little rabbit trail here oh. i rebuke you in the name of jesus we cannot rebuke anything what okay let's take for example michael the archangel what did he say to say the lord rebuke the lord rebuke you Not I rebuke there you. is nothing in the new testament or the old testament that says i rebuke you in the name of jesus we can do nothing we can do nothing why do you think that the seven sons of skiva got their Hines handed to them by the demon because they didn't know what they were doing. 
They didn't recognize him. No. They know Jesus. They knew Paul. They didn't know that person. Absolutely not. Why? Because I didn't know doctrine. Hmm. I guess we keep going back to that, don't we? But let's go on. Sorry about the rabbit trail there. Yanis and Yambres opposed Moses. In Jewish tradition, they were the magicians in Pharaoh's court who tried to equal the feats Moses had and did, which those feats were not of Moses. They were of the Most High, God. They were also in the mixed multitude that followed the Israelites out of Egypt and were the instigators of the golden calf debacle. I would say we have Yannis and Yambres in the false teachers and false prophets of today. You can tell by the deceitful lies that they spread in the name of Christ. I mean, number one, they, they call those who bring doctrine in. And they call those who bring out truth. What do they call them? Hmm? <laughs> they call them. Um, bring out truth. Yeah, the, the people that actually bring out the truth of the Bible, people that, you know, oppose others with truth. Um, they call them. Um, what were the, no, the people that, the people that uh, Jesus went against all the time. Oh, the Pharisees. The Pharisees, yes. Sorry, my mind the just weirdos. went blank. If you would have yes. said weirdos, they I went, They <laughs> went, you know, people call us Pharisees. Why? Because they don't like what they say, so they uh, say the only thing that they can come up with. Oh, you're a Pharisee. They don't come up with scripture. They don't come up with anything, doctrinal thing that can come against us to, you know, set us straight. It's always... Oh, you're a Pharisee. Guys, come on. That's like being in kindergarten again. Someone says something that you don't like, so you call them, you know, an idiot. Or sticks and stones may break my bones. I hated that saying. You know? They we really do hurt. We must, we must avoid these types of people. If they do not teach correct doctrine, if they do not teach a sound doctrine, we're to run from them. We're to flee from them. Fast. Yeah, exactly. And if you are spiritually um, I don't want to say old enough, mature, thank you, spiritually mature, then you must expose them. It all Boils down to doctrine matters. Which boils down to God matters. Exactly. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, and patience. Oh, people don't like that word. Patience is a very unpopular word. Exactly. Mr. Teacher. Timothy News Paul example which the gospel had brought in his life. He knew it. He knew the doctrine that Paul preached. He knew Paul's example. Like my pastor says, every pastor needs a, a Timothy in his life. 
And every Timothy needs a Paul in his life. Exactly. All right, we're going to go to 13. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do 11 and 12. Persecution, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Christ said that if someone persecutes you, they don't persecute you, they persecute him. But of course, we've got to look at persecution. It's another thing that's been thrown around. I get I got kicked off Facebook one time because of something I preached. I got put in Facebook jail. I'm sorry. I got put in Facebook jail. My wife got kicked off, literally taken off there. She no longer has her own. Ever again. I cannot go back on. Yeah. And if you want to know why, it's because I put up the Lord's Prayer. But, oh, you're being persecuted. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm not. That's not persecution. No, that's just. They said she was being persecuted. Then you got people that say, like a guy said, well, I'm being persecuted because, you know, uh, Matt said something bad about football. <laughs> well, this person said, started talking about the evil stuff they were showing in football. And I said, well, then why watch football? Well, what else am I supposed to watch? Golf? I go, no, you can study your word, though. But apparently, I was persecuting him. That's not persecution. Let's go ahead and I, I, I want someone to go to a Muslim country, go in front or to you know, well, just any Muslim country, pick out your Bible and start preaching the Word of God. Um, you wouldn't live to see tomorrow. See how far that goes. Take a look at these Christians out there that are being beheaded, that are being killed because of their faith. Yeah. That is persecution. What we endure here in America is not persecution. We don't know what oh, I have to go to court because someone's suing me because I won't make their case because. They're having a gay witness. That's truly not persecution. I mean, that is very, very wrong. That is a form of persecution. But this is not what Paul is talking about. I mean, I would suggest you go and you read fully about what's happened to Paul. I mean, there was a few times. There was one time he got beat so bad, they said that he was dead. There was another time that people actually think that he had died, but prayer brought him back to life. God you know, I think Paul knows what persecution is. And I think what persecution really does hit the United States, I think people gonna, won't know what to do. People aren't going to know what to do. They're not. I mean, take a look coming, at it. So, so when the vaccines hit, and they were talking about if you don't get a vaccine, you're not going to work. A lady who claims to be a Christian and uh, at my work comes up to me. She says, I have to get done. I'm getting a, a vaccine. I'm like, why? Because she was saying, before she was saying, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. I don't care what they do. But now she's getting it. I'm like, why? She goes, because. She goes, I want to live. I want to eat. I want to have a place to live. I want to be able to sleep in a house. I want to be able to travel around. 
And I just looked up without thinking. I'm like, wow, that sounds like the mark of the beast. That is not the mark of the beast. I said, sounds like it. I said, if you think about, you know, things that are going to happen in Revelation, people are going to get the mark because they want to eat. They want to have a place to live. They want to travel. They want to do this. They want to do that. They want to work. And I believe that's what's going to happen to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to turn their... They're going to turn against the word of God. They're going to become apostate. Either that or they've never had him at all. That's what it means by taking up your cross daily. And following him. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. (coughs) I need to take a drink of water. The root word of seduction is seduce in our language today. Seduce has a sexual assumption attached to it. But it doesn't mean what we use for it today. In the Greek, seduce, apopleano, means to lead astray, to wander, to cause to wander away from the truth. Now you take a look at these evil deceivers today. They care nothing about you or me, but only about the filthy riches or the filthy lucre that they are storing up by perverting the doctrine of Christ. Well, you could say that um, Eve was seduced. Oh, yes, she was. She was seduced. She was seduced by all of the stuff that the serpent, (coughs) whatever that was in the garden, was saying. He was, he was, in a way, Hypnotizing her, I think, with the words he was saying. He's a master. Oh, yeah. Now, listen carefully to this. Truth opens the truth. I mean, the truth opens the door to more truth. God's truth, the truth there is. While deception opens the door to deception. And how do we find it? By studying the Word of God. Now, and asking questions. The mentors we first had when, well, I would say, well, when we were babies in Christ, yeah. uh, Paul was a, um, he used to be a police officer. Yeah, you're talking about our mentors. Yes, that's what I said. I was just making sure because we're also talking about Paul. Oh, yeah. And his name is Paul. (laughs) But um, when he was saying that when they were um, going through a class, they had the banker come in and they were talking about um, counterfeit money. Now, he said a question was asked. Now, what do we have to study about the counterfeit money to know it's counterfeit? The banker came back with, you don't study the counterfeit money. You study the real thing. Because when you study the real thing, you know what the real thing looks like and what it has on it, you'll spot the counterfeit immediately. Now, why is it we have all of a sudden all these people spotting these false teachers, these prophets? Hmm. 
And don't get me started on that. These prophets, these false preachers, it's because of why? Why? Because of this thing right here, the Holy Word, the Holy Bible, the doctrine Christ has put forward. How else are we going to know if someone's teaching something false? But by the word of God, by the doctrine of Christ, and listening, and doing, and making this a part of our life. Amen. But continue thou in things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So right now, I'm taking off my hat for those of you who are uh, listening in. On the front, front, it says doctrine matters. The front here. On the side, let me hold it closer to the camera. As you can tell, there's a scripture there, which is 2 Timothy 4.16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thy. Uh, I'm sorry, First Timothy four sixteen, for thou shalt save thyself and them that thee. First Timothy four sixteen. Interesting, isn't that? I'm going to go ahead and read seventeen real quick. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Continue literally means remain. The things which thou hast learned were his oral instruction in the Holy Script by his mother Eunice and grandmother Lois. That's Timothy's grandmother and mother. Timothy was half Greek. His father was Greek. His mother was Jewish and his grandmother was Jewish. All Scripture is God-breathed, inspired. Scripture is useful to, for teaching the truth and restoring people to an upright position of that of a correct state. God, through his word, instructs us, providing development for right living. The purpose of God's word is that the believer might be fully equipped for every good work. Meaning, that one might be complete, capable, and proficient, and able to meet every demand. My goodness. That is such awesome scripture there, isn't it? Amen. Man, we could end there, but we're not. No, of course not. That's you. We're not ending. Let's go ahead and jump over to 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 11. 
It's easy for me to do it. I've got it marked. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read. Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving in them, which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and a good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained, but refuse profane and old wife's faith. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Expressively means clearly. Or I'm sorry, expressly means clearly. Depart means to apostasize. Apostasy is the deliberate and permanent rejection of Christianity after a previous profession of faith in it. Doctrines of devils is the doctrines of demons. Double-fisted. Yes. I, uh... Ah! Double-fisted with the word. Mm. Amen. <laughs> I mean, that whole meaning right there is in verse 1. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. By the lies of hypocrisy, the demons in verse 1 expound their doctrines, not directly, but indirectly, using the subtle, seductive words to draw people away from the true doctrine of Christ. And furthermore, Conscience has been seared by a hot iron. They have been scarred in their conscience, permanently defaced the moral life of these hypocrites, is scarred by the sin they carry around in the awareness of their guilt, but yet they continue preaching and deceiving. I know a few of those. I think, like, what is his name? Got the evil eyes. Oh, um, blow you, COVID. He says that. What's his name? 
You forgot to? Somebody else. I'm always there. forgetting. Tell me his name. He's like 80 some years old down in Texas. Um, Should know his name. He's, he's all a prosperity over. Preacher. Yeah, he's all over YouTube, the internet, constantly. People talk about him all the time. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> that verse reminds me of him. Who are the big prosperity false teachers down in Texas? I can't believe I can't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank. You need a work break. They're all yelling at us name right now. I know they are. Yes, I don't see them. I know, but they are. <laughs> They're saying it at the screen. It's yeah, he's actually uh, the one who got his congregation. Well, no, that's Jesse DePlanis got his congregation to buy him a jet or a new plane. Oh my goodness, I can't think of his name, but that doesn't matter. Anyways, that verse reminds me of that pastor. Right, right. I'll think of it. Yeah, he had said that he's going to ride uh, in her place because of the demons in it, because it's just a tube filled with demons. Yeah. But, you know, my wife and I, we were actually seduced by these subtle work with Andrew Womack. He's one of Andrew Womack's best friends, by the way. He said Andrew Womack was a was an apostle. No, well, no, he said Andrew Womack prophesied over him and said that he was going to become. No, he prophesied over Andrew. Oh, was it the other one? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But um, we were seduced. By it. We know what it's like. We know what it feels like. You know that's why you know we we preach so much against this because it happened to us. Yeah. You know we just cannot <laughs> we, we don't want anybody else to be deceived by these idiots um oh we can't remember his name but we just can't we just can't go on and just shut our mouths and not preach against these people not tell people not warn people because once we stop doing that, we might as well crawl in a hole and die and hope we go to heaven. God says that if we know about it and we don't tell about it, then their blood is on our hands. Yes. We are supposed to be, we are to be watchmen on the wall. There we go. There's that word. Watchmen on the wall. That's what these people are. They're not trying to make everybody mad at them or try to... They pray for these people, but they need people to know that this is wrong, that they're saying Yes, we need to pray for the salvation. Yes, always. Always. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from means, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth. For the creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused if it be received in thanks with thanksgiving. 
that's that's another one we know. Mm-hmm. But those are just two examples of demonic uh, doctrines. Prohibition against marriage. Okay? Don't worry about getting married. It doesn't matter. Hey, if you're together and you're only living with that one person, you know what? God will bless you. Or it doesn't matter because you're not religious anyway, so who cares? Or if we don't eat this or we don't eat that, if we don't eat this and we do eat that, then we will be obeying God's commandments. Uh, you know, I lived a life of living out of wedlock. And I tell you, that's not the way I should have done it. I wasn't following the Lord at the time. When I got married, I wasn't Kenneth following Copeland. Uh, Kenneth Copeland. Well, I, I wasn't following remember. the Lord at that time either. No, here's a list of them right here. But You said you wanted a list. Yeah. We'll I found you the list. I'm just letting you know. Sorry. Um, forgot what I was saying. But the Lord created the sanctity of marriage. There's a reason why he did that. If you take a look at the church and God with how he talks about Jesus as the bridegroom and the church as the bride, if you read, if you do a study of the Jewish marriage, you will see that's what it's talking about. Um, like I was saying, I, I wasn't, a, uh, sorry about that. You guys know I sometimes lose what I'm saying, but, you know, my wife and I, we technically did not live together. We were in the same house, but it was in my parents' house. She slept downstairs. I slept upstairs or vice versa. She slept upstairs. I slept downstairs. Sometimes I can't remember. I've, I've lived in so many rooms in this house. But um, we didn't live together technically like a man and a wife until after we were a man and a wife. One of the things that we have had <laughs> really good experience in is the eating of meats. We were in a religion that talked us into going vegetarian. And this religion was a religion that to get to heaven you had to do certain things. If you worshipped on the Sabbath, if you did not eat meat, if you did not eat unclean meat, if you were a vegetarian. And Paul actually called the people who eat, eat the herb weak. There's nothing in the Bible that forbids a person from eating meat. That is a man-made thing. It's because they said, well, 
you know, when I asked the question, well, why, why do we have to become vegetarian? They go, well, because in heaven, we'll only be eating vegetables. We're going to be eating like Adam and Eve. And I'm like, well, Adam and Eve ate of the trees in the garden. So why are you not just eating fruit? And anyways, why do we have to get used to it? Well, our bodies need to get used to it before we get to heaven. And I'm like, well, don't we get new bodies? So it doesn't matter. Those new bodies will never have tasted this kind of stuff down here before. So therefore, it doesn't matter, does it? But yet they were in their ways of wanting to do good works to go to heaven. God has given each of these creatures, every creature of God is good. He has created for food to be eaten for our sustenance. Five says, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If we pray over food, that means it's sanctified. Sanctified means food is set apart for believers. We are to pray over our food every time we eat it. Do we know what's being put in it? Do we know how it is grown? No, we don't. So we must pray over it for it to be sanctified. So we, as believers, will be protected by God. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, where thou hast attained. There goes that word again, doctrine. Timothy preaches, I'm sorry, Timothy uh, teaches the brethren God's word. He also instructs himself. Good doctrine helps make a good minister, or as we should be, good laypersons. Whereunto thou hast obtained, or which good doctrine have you followed, Timothy has faithfully conformed the truth Paul taught him, as should we. You know, if it's good enough for Timothy, it should be good enough for us. God has not called us to sit on the couch and sit on the, you know, couch become Christitators, mm -hmm. Christian couch potatoes. The Bible says, that, you know, for the field is white with harvest. We're to go out and we're going to harvest. We're to go out. It's not the preacher's job. It is our job to go out in the new, in the first era, um, in the first um century Christians they what they did is they went out they didn't bring non-believers into the church to get saved because the church is not for the unsaved it is a sanctuary for the saved to be able to worship the way we want to without ridicule from the outside people what they would do is they would go out they would teach the, believe, the unbelievers. They would 
they would become believers and then they would take them into the church. And that's how that would happen. So that does not pertain only to people who teach or preach the gospel of Christ. It pertains to all of us. But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. These false doctrines are called myths. They are described as profane because they promote ungodliness and fabricated because like modern day soap operas, they are silly and flighty in character. Not only must we, like Timothy, avoid false teaching, but we must spare ourselves no pain and efforts to be godly. Godliness does not come automatically. To attain holiness, we must be diligent in prayer, Bible study, obedience, fellowship with others, believers, and Christian service. A Christian service means to go out and basically preach to help the sick, the poor, the widow, so on and so forth. For bodily exercise profiteth little. The godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Physical exercise is of limited value in our daily walk with Christ. I mean, you take a look at some of these people that exercise. They got the big muscles. They can, you know, run for miles. They can do about a zillion push-ups and sit-ups, but they're no closer to Christ than an ant in an ant hill. But godliness, it is the result spiritual exercise that is unlimited value because it brings blessings for both now and for eternity. Why would you not want to follow the true doctrine of Christ? For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is Savior of all men especially of those that leave. Paul and his associates exercise themselves spiritually to be godly so that they may realize the abundant life and blessings found in verse 8. God is the Savior of all men in that he has provided salvation for all. But those who actually believe and put it into practice are actually saved. We should know this, that if we are delving into the Word of God and studying it, I guarantee you, if you probably looked at Paul's spiritual side, man, he was probably an unfortunate or among men. I bet you. I bet you his, you know, when he would get beat up and put in jail, his spiritual side was, I'd be back. You know? Okay, there. I'm sorry. Yeah, These things 
Command and teach. Command and teach chronologically. That comes before teach comes before command. But command is put first to remind him of Timothy, who is eager to teach but hesitant to exercise authority. And this is one of his responsibilities as a leader. We must exercise authority in Christ. We must exercise authority through Scripture. We can only do that through doctrine. We cannot accept exercise biblical authority if we don't know what biblical doctrine is. So, I've said this quite often. You know, my wife and I started the podcast, and there were some issues that were in some of the teachings we did, some doctrinal issues. You know, we didn't find out how, you know, how much doctrine matters until we had listened to who? Spencer Smith. Yes, Spencer Smith in Kentucky who spoke about it. We actually watched, you know, the first video was um, uh, Third Adam. Yeah, Third Adam. First one, Third Adam. We watched that. And that was when we figured out we had seen something he put up there, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I think I've seen that on Andrew Womack's, uh, yeah, one of his websites. Looked it up, and sure enough, the Seven Mountains so, seven mountain mandate. mandate was on there. And then we went deeper. And that is the NAR. So we went deeper. We went deeper. We went deeper. We and got so we deep. Everything of his oh, way. Yeah. We're stopping. I would say I would say probably thousands of dollars worth of stuff we just threw away. Yeah, and we stopped the a bank account taking money out, and we sent him a letter and told him we laid you exactly. laid it all out. We truth. laid it all out, and why we're leaving yep. him, and why we were not going to follow him anymore, and that we were going to tell people. Not to follow him and why not to follow him. We warned him, we told him, and now his blood is not on our hands because we did what the Bible told us to do. Exactly. You know, but those teachings we had got when the Lord showed me that these were wrong, I had to go through hours and hours worth of stuff to figure out. Some of them I knew exactly what I needed to take out, but there were others I had to listen to because I couldn't tell just by the you know, title of it. But at first I didn't take that. I thought, you know, I'm just going to leave them in there so people can show how much I There's that I. There's yeah. that mighty I word. But the Holy Spirit decided to smack me upside the head once again with a spiritual sledgehammer. I said, no. What if someone listens to this, but they don't listen to this you know, other podcasts that you've done to refute that. They're going to go down the wrong path. The blood is on your hands. So I had no other choice but to start taking those out. 
to start getting those things out of the podcast that was false doctrine. Yes, I still did to refute that. But then others, I actually had to go through hours and hours of cringing of listening to my own podcast to figure out was that scriptural or not. How did I find out it was scriptural? By using the Bible. By going through the doctrine of Christ. That's how I did it. Because the true doctrine of the word of God will disqualify those heretical errors. How do we do that? How are we able to do that? Let's go to Second Timothy. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Second Timothy, two fifteen. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly divided, the word of God. The command to study means give diligence, be zealous. It involves a total effort of mind, emotion, and will. Rightly dividing or cutting straight. The word of truth, it means, you know, that we are to put, how should I say this? There's no qualms that we're supposed to go straight through the word of God and we are to give what is written down there and not our own thoughts. A Paul appeals for efforts to be made to properly interpret the word of God. Properly. I once was told if you read the Bible... It will just be a book of stories. But if you study it, you'll dig out riches untold. This is why doctrine. So we don't stray away from the word of God. Because if we stray away from, away from the word of God, we will bring these false doctrines to other people. And if we bring... A, false doctrine to other people their blood is on our hands not only will we be cast out into outer darkness but so will those people that we lead down the wrong path we should completely give ourselves over to study my bosses want to Basically, kind of giving some raises to put me to where I would get no lower than 40 hours a week. And my wife doesn't know I've made this, this decision, but we've kind of in a roundabout way of talked about it. They wanted me to read the book on how to basically make people, how do I say it? How to influence people and make them do what I want them to do. That's not a good book. You know what? 
I've got a better book I need to read. I got a better book I need to study. I got a better thing that I need to go on. So I've just dropped it. I'm not worried about maintaining a 40 hour week and not getting any less. I need to work on maintaining my relationship with our Lord and Savior. I need to maintain and making sure that I have his word hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against him. I need to maintain being the spiritual head of the house because what God has created me to be because I am the husband. Amen. I need to maintain correct doctrine because I put other ministers on this podcast. I get on this podcast and preach and teach and whatnot. So I need to rightly divide the word of God correctly so I do not lead anybody down the wrong path. When I say I, I do mean we, because my wife is here on the journey with me. But the Bible says we are one. So, and this I is not a selfish matter either. either. It kind of is because I want to become more and more mature in Christ. And the only way I can do that is by correct biblical Christ-like doctrine. If I don't do this, then I might as well be cast into hell immediately because I'm going to lead others to hell with and I would not want that. It's kind of important. It is scary for me to think about preaching or teaching the wrong doctrine. It is scary for me to think about sitting under a minister who does the same. In here, it said, I'm going to have to refer to my notes that I had done. It had said something about um, well, the Bible says we are to um, we're not to um, abstain from the fellowshipping with the body. Right. If you do not and I'm not kidding you, if you do not have a body of believers that you can actually physically sit down with, to talk to, to fellowship with, you're not going to grow. I've got to say, with my, my brother John, really good friend of mine, love him to death, my pastor, and there's other men that I've sought counseling on 
I don't hold things back. I don't pick and choose what I'm going to tell them. I tell them the whole story or none at all, but which I go and tell the whole story. There was a time that I was constantly fighting with my boss. I would tell them things that I said. And my pastor and my John separately, my pastor and my John, he is my John. He's my brother. Um, But my pastor and John would both separately say, well, that wasn't the wrong thing to say, but was that the right thing to say? Was it the correct thing to say as a Christian? And I actually, my mindset started to change. Because of the good biblical counseling that they gave me. And I started in Christ. I stopped arguing with my boss. I stopped fighting. And I started, okay, you know what? It's like my pastor told me one time, you're not working for them. You're working for Jesus. And that is what changed my mind completely. And I believe I can say my mind became renewed. Work, yes, it's still pain sometimes, but I can say I have a better, better relationship with my boss than I had before. I can go to work with my head held high knowing that I didn't say something that was completely right, but still it was wrong because it belittled someone or made them feel bad. It's all because of the doctrine that is in the Bible. That might my, my life wouldn't have changed without it. I know, I, I know this is just a little something, just a little tiny thing in my life. But in a way, it is big. So, if there's anything, anything that I could stress right now is doctrine matters. Get into the Word. Study the Word. And, you know, just don't get yourself a little shovel and start digging Get yourself a backhoe and start tearing it up. Study it like it's going to be your last day on earth. Get out of your house. Yes. Go to church. Yes, exactly. Go to church. Find a Bible-believing church. Um, True. A pastor that speaks truth. What is that? Uh, I just... Go to Spencer Smith on YouTube, and he has a list uh, or a way you can go to where you can find a church in your area. You just put in your state and your zip, and he brings up Bible-believing churches for you to check out. It's churches that he's checked out himself. These are Bible-believing, biblical doctrine, church, you know, speaking churches that you can sit in and under. Luckily, we actually found a Bible believing church. And a great group of people. Yeah, and a great group of people. Yes, a small group of people, maybe 20 max in the church. Or less. Most of the time, we have 12 people. 
but you know not the quantity it is the quality but these people are such a blessing in our lives yes and we hope we're a blessing to them we are wow so this is what i was telling you about before you said you wanted a list of the crazies but i also have a list of good ones that people can actually look up and listen to if they wanted to so the first names are the good ones um and then after that it goes to ones people should not listen to but the first set of names are the names of good bible believing good pastors do you see it yeah, first three. Yeah, are really good pastors that we listen to. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the name of that site that I watch YouTube. You're the one who told me about it. Well, for right now, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, name these people. So you've got John MacArthur. Awesome. Vadi Bach, he's awesome. Justin Peters. Amazing. Oh, yes. You know, and at the top of my list, the one that's not on here. The one who passed away? No. Oh, I love him. Is um, Spencer Smith. Yeah. I'm going to have to say he is one that has changed his, his uh, Holy Spirit-led preachings and teachings have changed our lives for the better. Now, let's go ahead and get to the bad ones. You should not listen to ever. Kenneth Copeland, Todd White, Todd Bentley, Michael Todd, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Michael Todd, Paula White, Creflo Dollar, Sid Roth, Legaso Daniel, Gloria Copeland, Penuel Naguni. And there's a lot more that we could look up. You know, and I, I'm going to. I'm but going I'm sure to get the point. Yes. Those are just some you should not listen to. And if you are listening to, you should really get your Bible out while you're listening to them. Well, Joyce Myers, too. I mean, Joyce Myers is all about. Making yourself. Benny Hinn, Copeland, Paula White, Joyce Myers, and a bunch of people believe they are little gods. Yeah. Unscriptural, not doctrine. Yeah. But I'd say pray for them because God could change them if they want to be. I know I pray for them all. They need our prayers right now because they're lost. We must, we must um, pray for our enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is from a thing called Vision Unsealed. It's a good show. Um, this is called 16 Preachers Doing Unimaginable and Unimaginable Things in Church. And uh, you've got reactions from John MacArthur, Vadi Bakum. Justin Peters. I love Justin Peters, man. Yes. This guy, this guy has gone to Todd Bentley's uh, things, and I think it was him. 
that did it and had he actually got okay so he's got uh, ms or something like that they literally picked him up and escorted him out because he was calling todd bentley a false preacher and a false um everything whatever you want to talk about he's gone to he has literally gone to Kenneth Copeland's church and he actually people came up to him okay this guy's in a wheelchair let's talk to him let's say and he goes oh you know have you heard the gospel or like what are you talking about the gospel he was able to give TV camera people the gospel of Jesus Christ <laughs> it's awesome what this guy will do he goes to churches of false teachers and he approaches people and he tries to give them the true gospel he's going um if you want to go through the bible with somebody he's actually going through the bible right now it's all on his um, youtube and he's starting with um genesis all the way to revelation and he's reading the bible every day um to go through it so if you want a good someone to listen to and go through the bible with look him up on youtube because i listen to it every day and, and i go through the bible with him in the morning it's actually really nice to wake up and do that his name is justin peters you can find him on youtube but yeah. anyways so that's just a few good ones and a few that are not so good and don't take our word for it like i said do what we did pull the bible out watch them preach sometimes and pull the bible out and compare the bible to what they're saying you too will see what we saw that they just don't got a clue and it's so sad yes it is yes it is you know like i said you know if you want good teaching you can go to victory and jesus brent carlson on youtube You'll have to put that up on YouTube. Um, our pastor, our pastor preaches uh, whole books, a chapter, usually a chapter or two at a time, and it depends how big the chapter is. Sometimes he, you know, preaches part of a chapter. Oh, and he's also live on but, Facebook. Every yeah, he's live on Facebook every Sunday on my wife's page, which is, which is Matthew. Shy Jack on Facebook. Um, you can also uh, go check out Spencer Smith on YouTube. He's a great one. We love him to death. I've actually gone to him for some advice. He's got a new um, uh, show coming out, number four. And I think it's yes. in March. Uh, third Adam. The reason why they call it Third Adam is you have the first Adam, which was uh, Adam. The second Adam, which Christ is called, Jesus. and also, well, it's called the third Adam because it is the fake Christ. Yep. And that's where the number four comes in. And if y'all want to really know some information of what he found out, because, oh boy, this one's going to be good. He's even got a demo on his YouTube right now. A little demo release, a little tidbit of number four, Adam. Oh my goodness, they are so good. Well, he does his research. And you know, tell you the truth, if, if, if he was selling those, I probably would have bought them all. Mm -hmm. 
But he doesn't. He does love it for free. Yes. All for free. He's a missionary. And he's a fire and brimstone pastor. <laughs> oh, we love him to death. If, if we were in Kentucky, we would be going to his church. I guarantee you that. Guaranteed. All right, guys. Well, I feel like there's nothing else the Holy Spirit wants me to say. I'm content. Empty on words, shall content. we say? Yes. I but appreciate uh, everybody who tuned in. Yep. I hope that my husband touched you in some way. And like I said, again, if you have any prayer requests or you have any questions, please put them in the comments or put them in the podcast. And we will be more than happy to pray for you. And if my husband does not know the answer to your question, he has a pastor and lots of mentors that will help him. Yes. Um, also, uh, if you want to contact us, I'm going to actually put this on the screen here, not on the Facebook live screen, but on a computer screen. You can just message us on Facebook. Yeah, you can message us on Facebook. That's all right. Yes. But uh, it's the Seed War Radio. I'm trying to figure out where my ad is at. Whoops. I really hate technology sometimes, but also it is good, I guess. Uh, the Seed War Radio at yahoo.com. And that is uh, spelled T-H-E-S-E-E-D-W-A-R-A-D-I-O. That's one R between war and radio. Um, if you do... Uh, send us an email. Please, please, please let us know that you're contacting us because of the podcast or that you're a pod, you're a, a listener. That way I don't, because I, I get, a, oh my goodness, I get a lot of stupid things, you know, females asking me, hey, let's get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. So I send them you know, one of my uh, podcasts. Uh, oh, yeah. So what you want to go to hell, here's how you do it. Oh, and we've got a So You Want to Go to Heaven, too. It's yeah. in our podcast list for those who follow us in Podbean or listen to us. Those uh, podcasts are in our uh, lineup if you want to listen to them. They're pretty good. And um, if you guys could be immensely praying for us, there's some other things in the works that we're trying to do. Um, hopefully within the next six months or sooner, we're going to be able to get those up. We're going to be doing a YouTube. Uh, and it's not just going to be us on it or me on it. It's going to be, basically it's going to be called the Seed War Radio uh, Network. And we are going to put people on that we trust. We're hoping that Mr. Smith will be our first guest. Yeah, kind of, well... well what, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on man. different preaching teachings and stuff like that. I, I, I want to kind of do it as like a, it's a TV station, let's say. Yeah. Kind of like what we do You're going to get it the way God wants you to do it. I know. We'll open the doors that need to be opened. 
you know, so be praying for us. You know, and like we said, you know, if you want to send us a request or through Facebook, please, please send us. We we will put you on our prayer list. We feel the bigger the prayer list, the better. Because the more we get to pray, pray for people, we love it. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love it. And uh, speaking of prayer. Yeah, you want to take us out? Yes, I will. All right, Father God, we thank you very much for the words that you have given us. We thank you for your biblical doctrine, for your doctrine, Father, for it is the only doctrine that we should live by. Father, I pray for each and every person that listens to this message that, you know, whether it has been tonight or in the future, at another time, Father, we ask that you would just bless them. Bless them for wanting to listen to what Father. Bless them for just being able to listen to your doctrine, Father. You're a great God. You're an awesome God. We thank you very much for sending your son to die on the cross for us because without that we would not have any inkling of a hope of seeing you or your son. Father, we ask that you direct us. We ask that you would give us your wisdom and your knowledge, Father, in everything that we we ask that you would, you would give us your discernment to be able to rightly divide the words in your scripture, that we would be able to see the heresy before teaching, that we would be able to kick those that are in our lives out, that are speaking heresy, that are speaking false doctrine, Most of all, Father, I ask you to use your words we speak to people about you, that we would not falter, that we would not fail in what we say. Father, we ask this in Yeshua's most mightiest and holiest name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your you know, day or night to you know listen to my uh blatherings and hot air and i hope y'all are blessed this week yes the lord bless you immensely yes and study that bible oh absolutely just let the holy spirit do his job oh yes absolutely and always always when you go to study the bible before you go talk to someone about the bible ask god or his wisdom and his knowledge on what you say to say to people. Ask him to be able to rightly divide his word. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Until next time, be blessed. Amen.